Hey, I'm Michael, online pastor at Silverdale Baptist Church, and I'm excited to welcome you to our podcast. Now, after you listen to this episode, I hope you'll stick around for just a moment. I'll be sharing about some resources we have for you, as well as a few things going on at Silverdale right now that we would love for you to be a part of. Now, I really hope this podcast is just what you need today to help you in your relationship with Jesus. so good to see all of you and to worship the Lord with you. I hope you're doing well. We've got a lot to cover, so we are just going to, um, <clears throat> excuse me, jump right into it. If you have your Bibles, please get them out or get out your Bible app and turn to Romans chapter 3, verse 10. We're going to be in Romans 3, verse 10, 11, and 12. We're just going to be in three verses, but we're covering a big topic today. Um, we're continuing in our series that we have entitled Always Ready. And if you haven't been with us, what we've been doing is we're just looking at some of the issues that the world would bring against us or ask us about. And so we as Christians want to be prepared to give a defense for the content of the things that we believe in. And we want to do it with gentleness and respect. So every week we're going through these different topics. And um, if you've missed the last few weeks, you can go to um, our app and you can listen to them. In addition, we have a Facebook page specifically for this service. You can like it and get all the information as well. So we're just continuing in that. And so today, what we're going to be looking at, what we're going to be addressing is what I think might be or is the most common religious belief found in the world today. I want to say that again. We're going to be looking at what is the most common religious belief in the world today. And you say, what is it? What is it? What is the most common religious belief found among all all seven billion of us on this planet? And here it is. Good people, when they die, go to heaven. And that's it. Good people go to heaven. It goes something like this, right? Like, we all know we're going to die And most people believe in some form that if the content of their life is better or you've done more good works than they've done bad works, that when they depart this world, they're going to go to heaven or whatever they call the place after life according to their particular belief system. This is kind of a universal thing. It's most common religious belief. Good people go to heaven. All right? Now, here's the deal. I think as an individual, I've been really blessed um, to be around a lot of different people, a lot of different languages, a lot of different cultures. And one of the things that I have always done is I've gone around and asked this one question. I've asked this question in Africa, among a lot of different tribes, in Europe, in the Middle East, all over the place. And no one, to my knowledge, has ever answered no to this. But here's what I asked them. Well, let me, let me say this way. When you die... Do you think you'll spend eternity in heaven? All right? That's the question, okay? Now, to my knowledge, no one has ever answered it negatively. 
Not that I can recall. There's not a single person, I don't care what place I've ever been, there's not a single person I can remember saying, you know what, no, dude, I'm going to die, and I know I'm, I'm going to hell. I cannot recall. And here's the deal, guys. I want you to know, I have spoken to some really evil people. Just straight, I have spoken, I've asked this question to a lot of really evil people. When you die, are you going to go to heaven? And they say, yes, I am. And here's what I do. I've done this many times. I like to follow it up and say, who told you this? Like, why do you believe that when you die, that you're going to spend eternity in heaven? And all of them, in some form or another, will say something like, because I'm good. Swahili, many times, men have told me, that's what they do. Because I'm good. I'm in. Don't know why you're asking me, Travis. Have you been hanging out with me? You know I'm a good person. And here's what they proceed to do, usually. At that point, they will... T- I don't care where I've been and what people group I've been among or what country. They tend to, at that point, start listing their good deeds, right? I'm not sure why they do this. I'm not, sure. I'm not for sure if they're trying to convince me that they're good or maybe they're trying to convince themselves that they're good. I don't know. For the longest time, I never understood that when I asked that question and people said, because I'm good, and they start listing all the good things they, they did, I always wondered. In fact, I could tell someone in advance, I'm gonna say, I, I can do this. I, I say, hey, listen, I'm going to ask this person if they're going to go to heaven. They're going to tell me yes, and then they're going to start listing all their good things. I'll say, just watch. Like clockwork, they're going to say all their good things. Now, why? And it occurred to me recently, I think people like to list their good deeds after being asked a question like that because... We all want everyone to see us in a good light. We do. It's, it's also universal. Like, I want people to think well of me. No, no, that's not, not just in the spiritual world. Man, we want people to see us good also in the physical world. We do everything we can so that people will think good of us, see good of us, think good of us, right? In the physical world, you just need no, don't lean look farther than like, say, social media, Right? I tell you what, you go, even do this, do this after the service. Go up and try to take a random picture of someone and what they're going to say, not all of them. Joe's back there, I got to point him out. He wouldn't say this. He wouldn't say this. <laughs> Joe's hiding. A lot of people say, wait, 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 wait. I'm not in good light. You've ever had someone say that? You go to take their picture? They're like, no, I'm in bad light right now. I'm going to get in good light. Or, don't raise your hand, okay? Or we do this. We got all the filters, right? We want people to see us in good light. We, we do. Have you ever heard of, I have it in your outline, um, this term called the golden hour. Does anyone know what the golden hour is? It's a particular point in time. Let me read this to you. The golden hour is the period of daytime shortly before sunrise or before sunset during which daylight is redder and softer than when the sun is higher when the sun is higher in the sky, all right? In other words, in the golden hour, you take a selfie, you're going to look good, right? You're going to look good. You want to take a picture in the golden hour. If you're not taking a picture in the golden hour, they got a filter for that, all right? Cool. All right, I want people to see me in a good light. But see, there is no golden hour for the physical world, I mean, for the spiritual world, right? So what do you got to do? You got to verbally tell people how good you are, and that's what... People have done. I've seen it all the world. I ask them, you going to heaven? Yeah, I'm going to heaven. Why are you going to heaven? Because I'm good. And they start listening, listen, listing all these things, all the good things they do. And then I like to say this, and this is what we're going to land on today. I like to say this. 
Consider this. Just follow me. What if, just hold on, hold on, hold on. What if good people don't go to heaven? What, what, what if you're wrong? I know we're all going around thinking, hey, if I got some goodness, I'm in. But consider this. What if good people do not go to heaven? Because I think when you think about it, we're going to walk through this. I think there's some flaws in that thinking. And I've laid this out before. I'm going to lay it out today. Here's the flaws in this belief. Here's the flaws in the belief. And I don't know, maybe some of you are holding that right now. Today, you're sitting there and you're counting on the fact that you're a good dude. And when you die, you got more good than you do bad. Well, there's some flaws. I've got three of them specifically. And I just, I love to talk to people. I've done this in arid places. I've done this in metropolis, large places. I've done this in different languages and different places. But I just walk through this stuff. Here's the first flaw. All right? Here's the first flaw. What qualifies as good? Right? Like there's a lot of people going around saying they're doing good. And a lot of people don't think the good they're doing that good. They say it's evil. Many of you, not all of you know, you know Charity and I, we, we lived in Dar es Salaam for a, a while, a long time. In 1998, someone done blown our embassy up there. And they thought it was good. In fact, they thought because they blew up the embassy, they had a direct link to heaven. They're going to die, they're good. We live in East Africa. About every week or every two weeks, we would get a message from the embassy. The embassy, this is the new embassy built right down the street from where we were at, and they would say, hey, listen, we got some information, we got some intel, and at this part of the city, at this part of the day, on this date, you don't need to go to that part of the city because we got some intel that they would like to harm you or really any American. So you know what I did? I didn't go to that area, right? Okay, that's, 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 that's good. But, but why? Why would they harm me? I don't think it's good to harm me. They thought it was good to harm me. So... That's the first problem, right? There is no universally accepted standard for what is good. So if good people go to heaven, we're all in trouble because nobody really knows what good is. It depends upon who you ask. In addition, think about this. There are, I guarantee you this, there are things today that you think are bad that maybe several years ago you thought were good. It changes. It does change. You can Google this stuff. Did you know In the 40s and the 50s, they actually advertised cigarettes as being healthy for you. They ain't healthy, right? I think all, man, I think all of history is going to show us that one generation, the generation that follows one generation, always thinks the thing that the previous generation thought was good is bad. I think skinny jeans, case 101, right? There's there's some generation that has some good stuff. We're always scratching our heads. Man, you don't have to get much older than me. There's men a generation or two before me, and they actually were told that it's best when their wife is in labor to stay out in the lobby and not be in the room as they're giving birth. They were told it was good. I'll tell you right now, I pity the fool who tried to keep me out of the delivery room, right? It's not good, all right? So that's the first flaw. Nobody knows what qualifies as good. We don't. There's no universally accepted good. And good can change, depending on the generation. Next, here's the next flaw. What is the standard? You might have think as I go through this that I've thought about these too long. Maybe I have. I've had some time thinking on this as I've shared it with people. But um, here's what I mean. 
if you have to be good to get into heaven, what is the passing grade? Now, what's the standard? Like, do I just have to be 51% good? Like, if I just can do 1%, if it's just a slightly better, I get in, or is it 70%? Like, is it a C? Because I want to know. Because I'm telling you, and you know this is true, if, we're, they, if, we know, if it's a C, well, we want to know exactly, you know, I just want to do C. I don't want to be completely good. I just want to be good enough, right? We, we do that stuff. What about this? Do you get graded on a curve? No, seriously, think about it. Like, if you, if you live in a bad neighborhood and you got some guys who live in a good neighborhood... Do you get graded on a curve because those guys got it easier than you? What about extra credit? You all know you all know you think about extra credit when it comes to goodness. Because I'll tell you what, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you come at home and you're tired. You don't want to do nothing but sit down and relax. But something happens outside and someone needs your help. You go out of your way to help them and you think, surely this counts for, for more goodness than if I had all my energy, right? We do that all the time. This is extra credit. So... There's no, there's no, we don't know. We, we don't know where we stand. And the interesting thing, and I was thinking about this, and the interesting thing is we think this about heaven, we think this about the afterlife, but here in the real world, that wouldn't work anywhere. There's no justice system in the world where that works. Like, you go, like, like this, let's check this out. You go, you go steal a car. You steal a car. You get caught. You go in front of the judge. And you go, yeah, hey, listen, judge, I stole the car, but hear me out, hear me out. Look, 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 look. I pay my taxes, right? Hear me? I pay my taxes. I drive the speed limit. I even drive the car that I stole the speed limit. I'm a good person. Haven't broken any other laws. The only law I broke was I stole the car. No judge in the world's gonna say, you got a good point. You got a good point. No one does it. Think about your house. You got kids. I got kids. Like, like, what's up with my son? Maybe my son, maybe my son hits my daughter or something like that. And then I'm going to go talk to my son. And then my son, my son's like, hey, Dad, wait, wait, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. I did hit my, I hit my sister, I hit my sister. But remember, remember, I made my bed today. I did all my chores today. So I think I have the right to now hit my sister, right? What world does that work in? It doesn't. It doesn't work at all, all right? So there's, there's no, we don't know the standard, okay? So what qualifies as good, we don't know. What's the standard, we don't know. The final flaw, I, and there's a lot of flaws. These are just some I like to think about, is um, this third one, what is my standing? In other words, if good, people, if good people go into heaven, I would like to know where I'm at, right? Like, 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 like am I ahead or am I behind, Right? And do I have enough time in this lifetime to make up what I am lacking, right? And truth be told, if good people go to heaven, what I'd really like to know is, am I ahead on my goodness? Because you see, I've been being really nice to two people, and like if I'm really ahead, I'd like to kind of not be nice to them. Just for two weeks, hear me up, just two weeks, two weeks, that's all I need, that's all I need, right? Truth is, I don't care where I've been. No one who believes in that system has really thought much about it. Not. It's flawed. It's flawed. It's flawed. Okay. So now, we want to step out of this golden light of thinking perhaps we can do good. And let's look at 
ourselves in the true light. There's only one true light, and that is the Bible. So let's look at the facts about this belief. Um, True story. This happened to me once, only once. Um, But um, like in the physical world, I can take pictures of myself, and I go out there, the sun's shining, and I look good sometimes if it's in the right angle and um, you know you don't have the double chin and stuff. You think you're looking good. But you go back to my home, I go back to my house, man, I go up to my house. I don't know what your bathroom's like, okay? But I got my bathroom, I got the two sinks, and I got these lights up there. And they are really the brightest, nastiest lights. They are unforgiving. Like you, 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 you just, you, I, mean, I mean, a kitten wouldn't look good under these lights. And I'm sitting, now I was just outside, people taking pictures of me, and I'm like, man, you know? I look okay. I look at, on these lights, and I look. I got like a hair going out my ear here. Like, What's that about? Like, it does me no good to sit in the good light. I got I mean, in, 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 the, in the golden light. Exactly, the golden light. I have to get looking at the true light. To, I got to get out the tweezers, man. None of you guys telling me I got a hair coming out here. Look at the harsh light, I pull it out, and now we're good to go. Hey, guys, we got to look at the true light. we got to look at the real light. we got to look at what the Bible says, because you can spend your whole life looking at yourself in the good light, and it's going to do you very little good at all. So what does the Bible say? Well, there's a lot of things we could say and look at, but today we're going to look at Romans chapter 3, verses 10 through 12. And here's what the Apostle Paul says, and it absolutely destroys the silly notion that good people go to heaven. Here's what he says. I'm just going to read it. As it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks for God. All have turned aside together. Look, guys, they have become worthless. Real quick, no one does good, not even one. That's brutal. That's brutal. Maybe you've read that before. Maybe you're hearing this for the very first time. And maybe you're thinking, Paul, listen, that's a little bit harsh, right? Nobody, Paul, nobody does good. No one seeks God. By the way, hey, by the way, Paul, in case you did not know, you're not good. Because did you not know that it's not really nice to tell people they're worthless? Will you get off telling me I'm worthless, Paul? And Paul, by the way, hey, Paul, you haven't even met everybody. But well, he hasn't. Paul, Paul not met my grandmother. My, gra- my grandma, Joseph, she passed away. I loved her. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. That woman made the best chocolate pie I've ever tasted. And you think there's no way someone who makes a chocolate pie that good can be bad. What you getting off on, Paul? And Paul would say to us, yeah, Travis... Even your grandmother, even everybody's grandmother, every person you've ever seen, every person you will ever see, not a single person is good. We are sinners by choice and by nature. There is no one good. Real quick, before I get into this a little bit more, I realize some might protest because I realize it's quite easy to find a church. And us pastor who might sit there and tell you how awesome you are. But let me assure you, the Apostle Paul would not 
Spurgeon said it like this, If you meet with a system of theology with, which magnifies man, flee from it as fast as you can. All right? So Paul saying, let me say this clearly, apart from Jesus, apart from God saving you and doing something with you and in you, this is what we are. I mean, I'm going to go through this fast. He says six things. Because, listen, listen. I, listen, in the physical world, I'm in my bathroom, I'm looking at these lights, like I said, where a kitten wouldn't look good. And I don't, I don't want to gaze at myself too long. I want to get out. But I'm telling you right now, the longer I gaze at myself, the better off I am, right? Because not only that, I, you know, there's other things wrong with this, right? So let's look. What does he say? Six things he says here. First, let's just walk through it. He says, we are universally evil. That's the first thing he says. How does he say it? No one is righteous, no, not one. Mankind is universally evil. Now, okay, obviously, many people can do morally right things. Even the most vile person can, from time to time, do something commendable. But he's saying here, our inner being, our inner character is not righteous. It is not holy. There's only one person who is righteous and holy, and that is Jesus. Second, he says we are spiritually ignorant. He says no one understands. That's hard to hear. Sometimes it's necessary. Look, 1 Corinthians 2.14, let me read this to you. It says, the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit. That means the non-regenerated, non-born-again man or woman of God. They are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. These were spiritually ignorant. He goes on, he says, we do not seek God. 11, verse 11 continues, no one seeks God for God. Nobody. Contrary to what some think, Contrary to what some think, none of us seek God. No, listen, guys, we're not going to get in. We can get this really deep. But at the end of the age, none of us are going to stand before God, pat ourselves on the back and say, man, I figured that out. Right? I was smarter than all those other jokers. I and my intellect and on my own, through my own reading, through my own studying, I am more righteous. I figured this out. Pat me. Jesus, come over here. Pat me on the back. I did it. I did it. I did it. I helped. Jesus, I helped you. Nobody going to do that. Nobody. Next, he says, we have turned aside. That's verse 12. All have turned aside. In the Greek, the basic meaning is we're slanted in the wrong direction. He keeps going. He says, we have become worthless. That's what he says. Together they have become worthless. Now the word um, in, in Hebrew, the Greek equivalent means that we, well, it was used for milk, when milk goes bad. When milk can no longer be used for its, inten- its, its original intention. That's what we have become. We are not being used on our own without Christ for our original intention. And finally, he says, we are corrupt. No one does good, not even one. I mean, Paul could not be more direct, right? I love to go to that every now and then when I start thinking how good I am. Paul, like, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Measured by God's perfect standard of righteousness, the natural man has no ability to do upright or good. And I share this with people. 
But it's in the Bible. You don't have to even look very far to find it. Genesis 3, 12, 2, that's all it's there. It just starts off that way. And every now and then someone might say, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. I went, to vaca- I went to vacation Bible school, and man, I thought the Bible was about good people doing good things. And it's a story full of stories about people being good. I'd say, no, that's not the Bible, man. That's not the Bible at all. The Bible is a book full of bad people and one good person. And the bad people are so bad, they get together and they kill the one good person. That's how bad humanity is. That's how bad humanity is. So, we'll do this. I've done this before. It's helpful. Let's look at the full weight of the Scripture of God shine its light upon who we are apart from Jesus. I'm just going to go through a fraction of what the Bible says about me apart from Jesus. Genesis 6, it says, I am one who does continual evil. Proverbs 20 says, I am impure without Jesus Ecclesiastes 7, I am not righteous or good. Ecclesiastes 9, I am full of evil. Psalms 58, I am wicked and estranged. Isaiah, I went my own way. Isaiah 65, rebellious. John 3, I love darkness. John 6, Romans 6, I am a slave apart from Christ to sin. John 8 says, John says, I am a child of the devil. Acts 7, I am unrighteous, not understanding, not seeking God. I was a stiff neck resistor of God, the Spirit. Romans, I was turned aside, not doing good. I was unrepentant in all of my sin. Roman 3, without fear of God. Roman 8, I was hostile towards God. 1 Corinthians, spiritually foolish. Ephesians, spiritually dead. Philippians 3, dark and alienated, marked by ignorance, hard heart, callous. It includes every perversion, greed, impurity, every sort, living among the enemies of the cross. Colossians, dead, Titus, defiled, John, under the power of the evil one. Titus 3, we'll end here. I was foolish, disobedient, Led astray among the slaves of various passions and pleasures, I passed my days in malice and envy. I hated others, and in turn, I was hated by others. That is me. That is me. That is me apart from Christ saving me. Let me not live my life as though I have merited this salvation. It says, God is so good. So, not only is the belief that good people go to heaven flawed, even if you were a good person, you can't be a good person, even if you could get in by being good, you can't do it, and I can't do it because we're not good. Oh, what a problem we have. Let's continue. Final thing I just want to look at is the falseness about this belief. And once again, I would say, and this is, I've shared these things. I've shared these things among many people in many places at many times. Different people has done different things. But this belief, um, so I get the falseness about this belief. That's the final thing we're looking at. It's not just flawed. Flawed would mean it could be fixed, but it's completely false. So, how then do we get to heaven? How does a 
man like me, with the word of God said, I was all these things, get to heaven. Well, it teaches. It's not good people that go to heaven. It's forgiven people who go to heaven. Praise God. Praise his holy name. Not one good person going to be in heaven. Jesus, of course, he started there. It's not good people in heaven and bad people in hell. It's forgiven people in heaven. So the question then becomes, well, then how do I obtain this forgiveness? There's only one way. We talked about this way, this last week, only one way to obtain forgiveness. Jesus. Jesus. I don't know. Man, I don't know. If you remember, I remember the first time someone told me the gospel. That, that time, that time, I'm not talking about, I've heard the gospel a lot, but I remember that one time where it sunk. You guys remember that? If you're a believer, you remember that? You're sitting there, someone tells you, and sometimes it hits you in a way it had not hit you before, and you're made incredibly aware of the fact that you are a sinner and that God is holy. I want to stay in the book of Romans real quick, and I want to just go through several verses. And it's called the Roman Road, and you, you can Google it. You can learn these verses. In fact, um, I've used these verses, once again, many places in different languages. And uh, if, I can, if I can memorize this stuff in Swahili, I'm quite certain you can memorize it in English. Let's just see what it says real quick. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this. Romans 3.10, as it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. We just talked about this. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned. I've said that many times. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. Come on, come on, come on, praise his name. But look, what is it? The free gift, the unmerited gift, the, un, the, un, the unworked for. That's free, it's gift of God is what? Eternal life in what? Christ Jesus, what? Our Lord. 5.8, but God chose his love. Romans 5.8, but God chose his love for us. And while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You get to Romans 10.9, quasi Bible, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, what happens? You will be saved. You repent and you believe. And then Romans 8.1 real quick. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Let me say that inversely. There's a lot of, combina- lot of condemnation for those who are not in Jesus. We don't like to talk about that. But there is no condemnation for those who are in Jesus. So, here's what I'd say. I am not surprised that I'm a sinner. It doesn't really surprise me. The depth of it has surprised me, but that I'm a sinner doesn't surprise me. You know what has surprised me? You know what's surprised me? The grace of God has surprised me. That no matter how deep my sin is and was, the grace of God was infinitely deeper. And no matter how hostile I have been towards God, it surprises me that he has only and continuously been gracious to me. Grace Upon grace. And I would say that's what distinguishes Christianity from every other religion. Every religion says, I'm telling you, be good. Here's the bar. Good luck. 
And Jesus says, no, you know what? Here's the bar. It's perfection. You can't meet it, but guess what? God loves you. God died on the cross in your place for your sin. And if you confess, if you repent and believe, he will save you. And he meets the bar, and he imputes it to you. He gives it to you. He takes your sin, and you're saved. So, no, no. Good people do not go to heaven. They don't. Even if they could, we wouldn't make it because we're not good. Forgiven people go to heaven. So the question is, we talked about it last week. I'll say it again this week. Where are you, right? Are you forgiven? And that's the question. Because every one of you and myself, we will pass. If you haven't repented and believed, there is condemnation awaiting. But if you're in Christ, and by the way, you can, I didn't say it. The Lord says it. It's in the Bible. And I say it lovingly. If you don't know him, I pray this not today. I pray today that you would repent and believe. I love you. Our God is good. Well, I hope this was helpful to you. If while listening, you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to help you with that. You can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the connect card button. In our weekend worship services, we are in a sermon series called The Seven Commands of Christ. Jesus gave dozens of commands and as followers of Jesus, we should obey all of them. Over the next several weeks, we are focusing on seven that will change your life. We would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses or you can attend online. You will find service times by clicking the link in the show notes to our website. You know, there's so many ways for you to get involved and be a part of what God is doing here at Silverdale. And we really want you to feel welcome and a part. So please stay connected. Be sure to like and follow us on the different social media accounts. You'll find all the links in the show notes of this episode. And lastly, help us spread the word about this podcast. Take a moment to share this episode with your family and friends. Again, we appreciate you listening and hope you will join us again next time.